Well, good afternoon. Thanks for coming out for this. So I'm here to talk about the Ministry Theorem. This is a much more uh, modest and local project compared to Jennifer's. So don't expect the amazing uh, things that she's doing at a national level. <laughs> so um, this is funded by a grant from the Templeton Foundation. It was their Science for Ministry program. And it started in 2008. They invited about 30 seminaries and similar institutions around the country to uh, apply for this and ended up funding seven. And Templeton's idea was to fund projects in many different, what was your word, ecclesiastical communities? Um, so in many different denominations because they knew that those would best reach the Christians and the um, ministry leaders in those groups. So we were one of those. and. Um, this is uh, a project of Calvin Seminary and Calvin College, and we are from the Christian Reformed Church denomination, and if you don't know what Reformed is, that's fine. It's a type of Presbyterian, sort of, that's a more common phrase. Uh, so this was, the, the PI in this was uh, Scott Jose. He is uh, the director of the Center for Excellence in Preaching at Calvin Seminary. And he has uh, quite a passion for science himself. He's served as a pastor in a congregation, He's now a seminary professor, and but he's preached many sermons that draw on scientific themes. And then I was the co-I on this, representing the science division of Calvin College, and we wanted to draw in all the scientific expertise we had at the college to help uh, with this project. Um, so the title is The Ministry Theorem. I didn't pick it. It was a consultant group that came up with this is sounding vaguely scientific without turning people off. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, it has nothing to do with the mathematical definition of theorem, but that's what we have. So, okay. But the subtitle, Engaging Science in the Life of Your Congregation, is something I felt strongly about. Um, we wanted to um, have this be in the life of the congregation, not just pastors, but reaching people through their pastors and also through other types of ministries in the church. So, um, so here's some of the goals we had. Uh, we want to reach serving pastors in their congregations. There's other, a lot of other programs working at seminaries to reach current seminary students, the next generation of church leaders. But what about the leaders who are out there now? That's who we were trying to reach through this. Um, we wanted to build on our, the networks that we had the existing trust uh, within our denomination. So our website is hosted as part of the Calvin Seminary site. All pastors in the Christian Reformed Church have at least some training from Calvin Seminary and have been approved by them for ministry, so they that's their trusted um, organization. Um, and uh, Scott Jose has another site at Calvin Seminary, um, uh, the, the Center for Excellence in Preaching site that has sermon tips every week. So there's a lot of traffic of pastors coming every week to the site, and then there's a direct link from that to the uh, Ministry Theorem site. Um, one of our goals also was to have... Oh, sorry, this slide isn't on your handout, but most of the slides will be, so anyway. Um, we wanted to have um, ministers meet scientists as fellow Christians, as people, so a lot of um, books that are written, it, some are anecdotal, some popularizations of science. But since there's such a strong conception out there that scientists are something other than Christians, that scientists are those secular people out there, um, we knew that the best way to overcome that um, for any Christian is to actually meet a scientist who is a Christian and hear about their faith and hear about their enthusiasm and delight in science. So main, that was one of our goals. Um, another goal was to show science writ large and positively. 
So another misconception is that the relationship between science and faith is all about issues and difficult questions that challenge our faith. And so we wanted to show um, science much more broadly, show all different aspects of science. Um, talk about science as it relates to our everyday lives, but also uh, things from, I'll, I'll show you a list of examples in a moment. But you know things like mathematics and uh, chemistry that people don't normally uh, think of when they think of the science-faith interaction. We also wanted to have a lot of positive things, ways that science can enhance worship and so forth. So these were our goals, and um, I still have these goals and other projects I do. Oh yeah, and then the last one, relating to all aspects of ministry. So um, my uh, the director of this, uh, Scott Jose, his expertise is in preaching, and so he has thought a lot about how to draw science into sermons. But sermons are sermons are one place to address science in a church, an important place. But pastors can lead in a lot of other ways too. Um, sermons. Some pastors have used sermons to become sort of teaching. Well, here's what we think about creation and evolution. Um, I think that that makes it more of a teaching experience than a preaching experience. So preaching would doesn't always get at all the issues that you want your congregation to know about. So we wanted to provide resources for churches to um, do education, like adult Sunday school, um, youth group activities, um, resources for children's ministries. Um, all different aspects in the life of the church for um, worship times, for songs and banners and so forth. Okay, so what did we do? Well, we worked with a pastor focus group. Uh, we got about a dozen pastors from different geographical regions in our denomination and from different perspectives, from um, churches and regions that were um, very conservative and wary of science and others that were very accepting of science, such as uh, we had some of our focus group, I think two or three of them were in um, areas near universities and so had long been um, interested in science issues. So um, that was our team and they monitored what we were doing and gave us feedback on our projects. We also asked those dozen pastors to um, then do something for us to lead regional wor workshops. So um, those workshops were co-led by this um, pastor, the member of our focus group, and then we helped them identify scientists in their area who were Christians, and then they led one-day workshops for another you know, 20 or 30 pastors and ministry leaders in their own area. So we had that multiplying effect. And that meant all those people got to meet in person a scientist who was a Christian. Now, uh, we, the first thing we did before we asked them to go out and lead workshops is we brought them all in and sort of did a model workshop with them as the participants and brought in scientists for them and uh, gave them various presentations. So uh, on the back of your handout is a bunch of slides from those presentations to give you a flavor of what we talked about with them. If I have time at the end, I might go through these, but you can kind of see what we were up to here of uh, the kinds of messages that you know, a lot of these in the focus group were already on board with this, but to show them, you know, here's the kinds of ways to present this with your um, in your regional workshops. Uh, one thing we had in those workshops is we emphasized the importance of worship. So it's not just about talking about these issues intellectually or even theologically, but also worshiping together, praising God as the Creator, and um, when there's people in the room who are disagreeing about things like creation and evolution, coming together in shared worship and affirming our shared core beliefs in Christianity is really essential. So we emphasize to pastors to be sure and put time for that into their workshops and not just have it be about um, issues and intellectual arguments. 
Okay, uh, another thing we did was commission uh, some new resources. And uh, one thing we did was commission a bunch of essays. And um, that these are compiled in our book. And if you've been to the book, out free. So we printed about 2,000 of them last spring. We mailed out a free copy to every church in our denomination, and that left about 1,000 left over. And so my co-director about at your meeting. So I hope that you will um, grab a copy, take a look at it yourself. If you like it, pass it on to your pastor or to you know another ministry leader who you think would appreciate it. Um, and I, I grabbed a few copies from the book table and or they run out, or you want a second one, you can uh, get one here. So, in the book, um, uh, the theme of afternoon, here's the, uh, the outline. So, we asked, um, um, most of these are professors at Calvin College, uh, some of them are professors elsewhere, and you can see here the range of topics. So we, uh, remember I said science writ large, and so we did everything here from responsible engineering and technology to the universe and the multiverse. Um, the closing essay is by Ted Davis. So some of you have heard his workshops on um, history of science uh, last Friday. And um, he did a great one. He put himself in the voice of Robert Boyle. He's done a lot of research on Robert Boyle as a scientist Christian. And he wrote as if he was Robert Boyle talking to his own pastor. So I'll be sure and take a look at that essay. Uh, the first one is by Andy Crouch. Um, he's a, a great writer. And his wife, a good friend of mine, is a physicist. And so um, he has thought a lot about, well, you know, what is it like being a scientist? And what are the needs that scientists have? So you can take a look at his essay. See if you agree with it. See if it matches your experience. And I thought it provided a lot of good advice for pastors to know what the needs of scientists might be. So if you have scientists in your congregation, what sorts of sermons would help them? What sorts of um, pastoral care might they be wanting? Um, what else can I say about these? Oh, yeah. So um, each of the essays, we asked them to write um, about their field, share their field with the church. And that's one of the most important things in our calling as scientist Christians is to share what we have discovered about the universe and the earth and life, to share that with fellow Christians. And so we asked them to do that. We asked these authors also to say something about themselves. Remember the bit about meeting a scientist personally, so include some personal anecdotes. And then um, to also address a little bit issues that arise from their field and give advice to pastors on how to talk about those issues. I even told them, you know, here's your chance to tell a pastor, don't, you know, don't say this. Things I wish my pastor wouldn't say. <laughs> you know, I mean, we've all heard them in our own field, and you just cringe and go, oh, you know, don't say that. And so it's, it's a chance to help pastors see, you know, here's the themes in my, my field that it would be great to talk about. Talk about these and um, don't fall into these pitfalls. So um, that's what it is. Uh, the essays, some are more uh, intense than others. The universe and multiverse, um, some pastors will get into that. Some actually requested that topic from our focus group, but a lot might find it too daunting. But, you know, there's others in here that are a lot more readable. So that's a major resource we commissioned. Uh, let's see. Uh, another one is commentary on Bible passages commonly referred to in science discussions. So pastors have to preach all the time, and so they're coming up on one of these uh, verses, and they're thinking, oh, how do I relate that to science? And so we asked um, 
uh, Ralph Balma. He is a uh, CRC trained pastor who's a campus pastor at the University of Michigan, and he also directs their Center for Science and Religion, I think. And so he did um, a little commentary for, for us, several like two-page articles on a bunch of different Bible passages. Okay, so then all of those are available on our website, plus um, I compiled all the good resources I know of into our resource section. So let me show you. Here's what our website looks like live. And uh, the we've got some stuff here, but the heart of it is this ministries resources page. So you can um, see here we have all these different topics. And we have different topics people might want to browse, um, scientific topics, but also ministry areas, you know, preaching, or maybe you want some videos to show your youth group. Um, maybe you just want to hear what we've got on Genesis. Preaching might attract a pastor, always looking for sermon ideas. Um, how would you preach stuff about science? So here's a list of our preaching resources, and I'll just scroll quick so you can see how many we have. Look, we've got tons, including, there's on here uh, probably 15 or 20 sample sermons on different areas. Um, and then uh, you can easily browse through this by clicking at, say, like, oh, here's something on astronomy. Hey, maybe I do want to do something on astronomy. What do you have? So you click on the tag, and here you can get a bunch of resources related to astronomy. Of course, that's my area, so I know about tons of stuff here. But I have talked to um, scientists in other areas and tried to populate things pretty well in a lot of different scientific areas. And I've been told by some uh, professors at Calvin, like, hey, your site was useful for me tracking down uh, stuff to use in my class. Not the audience I intended, but hey, that might help. Let's see. Advanced uh, search. Um, oh, let me just show you the commentary so you can see all the different Bible verses uh, here that he did. So lots of different ones. Okay. Uh, the book, right, if you want to purchase it, that's on your handout. Talked about the website. So, uh, what worked and what didn't? Now, we've come to the end of our grant. I will be maintaining the website as I hear about good resources. I'll be adding them. If you have resources that you think would help a pastor, and we're not talking about great scholarly books, we're looking for things that might help a pastor, things that might be a, a great book for kids on a scientific topic, um, anything that might be useful for any type of ministry, let me know. I'll be happy to add it. So, I think the website's you know, I put everything into it that I knew, um, but it has not gotten very much traffic. We and so the whole theme of this conference is media, and obviously we didn't do some things right on here. We we put ads in our denominational magazine and Christianity Today. Um, we've been promoting it in different talks that we give to pastors and scientists. Um, we were hoping for a lot of traffic coming through this preaching website at Calvin Seminary, that that would just bring a lot of traffic over. And what we get is a lot of people clicking on the link, going, oh, that's not what I wanted, and leaving. So that's not very helpful. <laughs> we get a few dozen hits a day, and at least half of them only stay for five seconds. So um, so if you look at it and find it's useful, please do recommend it. It will we'll maintain it at least for a while. If we continue to have no traffic, I might just, uh, it'll just become a fossil, I guess. Um, the workshops, I think, were very effective that we ran. Um, having those one-on-one -on -one counters, um, small groups of pastors meeting a scientist uh, worked well. So if we ever get money again, we might replicate that. 
And then uh, the essays, uh, some of them is, have been uh, reproduced on different uh, websites, and uh, we have the book. And I've been hearing a lot more of people's reaction to the book than to the essays, which had been up on our website for a couple of years. Apparently, people weren't finding them there. So the conclusion of my project is the old-fashioned printed book, putting it in people's hands, was the way to go. Uh, but I'm sure if I had known more about Facebook and social media, we could have driven a lot more traffic to our website through those. So um, it, it, I'm on Facebook, but I don't really get Facebook yet. So uh, I think that was the, we needed some younger people like Faith to, to help out in that part. So uh, that's what we did, and thanks for listening. The book is fantastic. So. Can you publish it or republish it in such a way that it can go on Amazon and can be Well, um, we we are trying to make it into an ebook, and that that we could distribute freely easily. Okay. Getting more books printed, then you have to do all of the whole printing process. Um, we're, we're talking to some people about trying to do that. So we'll see if there is if if we could start getting demand for the book. If there starts to be a lot of web traffic to buy it. Online through the Calvin store, maybe. Well. But I th- that's what I, that's what I think. Not, people don't automatically, randomly go to the Calvin bookstore. No, they don't. But if you can get it on Amazon, <laughs> then it starts getting automatically associated, you know, when people want... Yeah. People who like this book also like, like that. Like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yes. That that would be the logical next step. Do you, do you guys think it's a good enough book to be worth doing that? I mean, is this, yeah, okay. I mean, we just before the next question, uh, just in case anyone's going to slip out, uh, we did run out of handouts, and if you don't want to keep yours, I'll ask you to leave it on the back. And if you did not get one uh, when I was distributing them, uh, look in the back and pick up someone uh, who doesn't want theirs. So, uh, other questions, Jack? Are you getting pastors to read it? Because I'm thinking about fear of science or uneasy about reading it. Um, how do you get them to read it? I'm saying this will jump at it and say, yeah, it's great. But right. So um, how do we get them to read it? We are hoping... So we try to make it as positive as possible, a friendly-looking book, short chapters, um, a positive title, and then we gave it to them for free. Um, I do understand people value resources more when they are, have to buy them, you know, but at least it landed in their hands. They didn't have to go out and purchase it. Um, I'm trying to think if I've heard my... We, we mailed these out like in June, and I haven't heard back from a lot of pastors saying, hey, I read this uh, chapter. So, I mean, that, that's an issue. It'd be great if you could get it into Christian bookstores, you know, somehow... Oh, even our Origins book that everybody likes is not in Christian bookstores. Christian book and mortar stores do not sell the kinds of books we are want to distribute. Um, yeah. Um, so I went to Reform Theological Seminary. Yeah. And after Bruce Walkie got fired and then someone got fired at your university, I would be arguably Not exactly fired. From a pulpit at a Reform Church. I mean, do you get that? Oh, you're a scientist, you don't talk about that, do you? Because they will fire you. I mean, this is what people say at RTS. I can't mm-hmm. imagine it's much different at Calvin. Well, the word is out. If you talk about this, you're getting 
It, it was not that bad. I mean, we our book came out. We have a whole book on this where we taught. We have two whole chapters on Adam and Eve in our book. Came out in 2007, and we have gotten nine positive comments for every bad comment. Uh, our jobs have not been threatened in any way. In fact, Calvin College mails out our book when they get a complaint from the constituency. They say, no, this is what Calvin is saying about science. Um, we, yes, we had issues with Schneider and Harlow, and I can tell you more about that uh, well, I mean, in person. But yeah. Don't even touch about it. <laughs> so we're doing, we're trying to, you know, fight against that trend mm-hmm. and and trying to make a dialogue possible, trying to present it in a positive light. There is no chapter in here on evolution. I noticed that. Okay. <laughs> You know, we went for other, we do have one on geology and age, but you're trying to show, let's think about science from a different direction. Let's worship God for the beautiful nebulas. Let's plant trees in Africa. Yeah. And at home. He's calling the question, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Going back to how do you get pastors to read it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give it to my pastor. I'll read it, and then I was thinking of volunteering to pair with him to Ooh. discuss the different ideas in the chapters. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm, I'm talking with him anyway about you know deacon studies and things. So yeah, that would be excellent. I'd love for you all to do that with your own pastor. <laughs> yeah. Skype is available. Can yeah. you pair scientists with uh, pastors around the country? And get that them to be. engage on, you know, the chapters that they're interested in, mm-hmm. and, and set that up through your, you know, through your site, right. so that that way you can kind of overcome the fear if they know that if they don't understand something, they have a scientist available. Right, right, because that's one of the fears pastors have is. You know, I'm not getting the science. I don't want to say something wrong. Um, that's a great idea. I don't have time in, or funding to implement it at the moment, but it's a great idea. Well, I'll let you know how it works in my Yeah, house. yeah. Well, okay. Okay, we have like six questions. We'll just go Sarah, and maybe, uh, maybe some will have to wait until uh, afterward. Yeah. I think that one of the things that you need to do is to call on some of us to get the word out. Mm hmm. That's why we're here today, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, which seminary? Pittsburgh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they need to be given information on it because mm-hmm. it's what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I know that um, we have synod school in Iowa for the synod I'm in. Huh? And every summer they have somebody teaching science and religion course. Right. So, yeah. So, so I, it, you know, I, that's just two things I know about. Right. And and getting it, I mean, just as Jennifer talked about, getting seminaries more actively involved is huge. So it's... Um, it's reaching the current seminary students, but a lot of seminaries have continuing ed. They have all sorts of connections with serving pastors. And if a seminary says this is a priority topic that all pastors need to know something about, that is would just be is huge. I, yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. There's a whole degree. So that for everybody on the tape, that's Pittsburgh Theological Seminary has a, a D Doctor of Ministry, D Men in. Um, in, in science and oh, we do. We, we're working with them. they are wonderful but they're unusual see so we're trying to 
to help bring science more into all the other seminaries. <laughs> yeah. But they help, and we have professors from there who are advisors to us, so it's really great. Well, uh, let's bring this session to a close. There are uh, two other talks.